0: We Like Dora is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Welven, Ninja NinjaSkelt, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowboy, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, BeanDop, Modstar, Iceberg, Spangoon, Titus and Dang, Xainusin, Dolly Kostchev, Paul Turner, Jeffy Peterson, Kruger, Javier Play, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Justin and listen to false Spirit aka Zalz. we like doda episode 336 starts now. It wasn't like a We Like Dota guy. I wouldn't let him get away with it. <laughs> no. I can't say no. <laughs> Hello and welcome to We Like Dota episode 336. Uh, my name is A2K. I'll be your host for today and I'm joined by Sam. But which one? it's it's me hello hi yeah (laughs) very nice very nice uh the classic sam uh, a classic podcast we here tonight it's kind of nice we can always like keep it ambiguous now we can just say sam and people like which one is it Uh, yeah yeah it's the og sam we'll say big daddy sam exactly Uh, how are you feeling (laughs) how's your leg sam my leg
1: my leg is great strong healthy leg Uh, yeah my legs I gotta say my
0: leg, it's looking pretty good as well. I'm happy to have two working legs here. (laughs) That's the proper number of legs, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So we have some quite sad, but also a bit funny news to share with you guys. Unfortunately, Jim, uh, he's at the hospital right now. So he tried to use his daughter's skateboard and he fell and broke his leg. Apparently like uh, in a pretty like serious bad way, right? yeah like in a way that
1: he needs a specialist to do surgery on it it's pretty bad yeah so you
0: know send send jim some love send him your condolences pray for him that the surgery goes well all that good stuff and yeah we wish him all the best but it's also pretty funny because it's like a pretty classic like cartoonish way to get your leg broken in my opinion
1: pretty uh classic dad stuff there being on your daughter's skateboard for like
0: two minutes (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, he, <laughs> I'm glad he told us that like he didn't manage to like do some cool tricks and then broke the neck, but that like basically as soon as he stepped on the skateboard, he broke his leg.
1: I'm glad that didn't happen to me while we were in Philadelphia when I was cruising around on your skateboard.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sam, that was a longboard. I'm kind of offended that. Uh, you mixed it up no i'm kidding uh, yeah, I, yeah we were dunking off that with like basketballs and stuff We have, well, yeah, imagine dunk- what could have happened dunking sure yeah yeah no i mean we weren't we weren't dunking sorry i'm not a basketball like pro i can't really tell the difference between like if i hit the ball in the net like it's it's dunking okay let's move on here before people get mad at me for mixing up basketball references uh, let's go <laughs> to the dota feelings now okay
1: <laughs> oh, look
0: at it Welcome to the Dota <laughs> Feelings, where we talk about our Dota feelings. Um, Sam, <laughs> <laughs> how was the week in Dota? Uh. How did it make you feel? Dude! Oh. <laughs> How long have we been doing this and you still interrupt me before I say the line? It's okay, actually
1: uh, my favorite thing. I to feel get. like you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a troll job <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, my week in Dota has, has been okay. I played a good bit uh, after the Dawnbreaker lady uh, got released. The patch. Mm-hmm. When was mm-hmm. the patch? When did that... Mm-hmm.
0: It's been more than a week for sure. It was like, I think 10 days ago or something at this point. Okay. Um, you know The patch, it's matured a bit. It's not quite like ripe yet, but you know, (laughs) we're getting there. We had two iterations already, 7.29 B and C. Mm. Yeah. So um, I
1: think it's, uh, so I like the new hero. Um, She feels a little clunky to me, like her skills.
0: She does, yeah. Especially her Q, right? Because it's kind of easy to miss and easily dodgeable. But we'll get into that later, I guess.
1: Yeah, so like I was a little... I'm curious to hear what you think about it. It, Can you... If you issue a stop command while you're doing your Q... It's
0: not stoppable. It's not stoppable. Once you're in, you're committed and you can't stop it.
1: Is there any other skill in Dota that's like that?
0: Uh, I mean, Sand King, Sand King Ulti used to be like that, but it's obviously not, which is why you know you can pump fake that forever, which <laughs> is kind of funny. Uh, let me think about this. Is there anything you can't stop? I can't think of anything at the top of my head. Like, I mean, obviously channeled skills, but that doesn't really count. It's a little it's not different. a channeled skill. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I think though she's kind of annoying to play against because she is
0: she she can just be everywhere (laughs) exactly and one of the things that i think uh people like told me about that they find annoying about her is like she has a really good skill set but she also has like insane base stats which did get nerfed a bit but she still has very good like plain stats and Mm -hmm. usually heroes have to choose between having good stats and having good uh Having good uh, skills, but she gets both, and not anymore. But at launch, her stat gain was so ridiculous. Like she had cumulative stat gain. Um, she had like one of the best uh, cumulative stat gains in the world. She had insane strength gain, and like basically every one of her stat gains was equivalent to a hero that specializes in that stat.
1: <laughs>
0: like yeah. that's that's edgy hero, so don't have 2.4 edgy gain and she just gets that for free as a strength hero
1: yeah kind of bonkers
0: yeah yeah so you've been playing her in your week no obviously.
1: no haven't haven't played her <laughs> except in like a bot game oh um, okay okay
0: but you played against her obviously because yeah yeah right now.
1: played against her a lot um but i think so yeah but other than that um, not too many memorable games or anything Uh, I got I got told uh, a memorable insult was that I should play the new player mode that was fun (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty good um, actually <laughs> well i think he was like really serious about it though that like mm. um i was just so kind of like, like friendly
0: friendly and so like you you should you know learn a bit or th- yeah he was like was i don't know he he was
1: really tilted and um ah, okay never mind then i was just like okay man i made a mistake <laughs> i don't know what you want me to do <laughs> like yeah it was a weird game um yeah but very typical typical dota stuff i'm trying to get my friend into dota he's he likes it he plays league um but i was that
0: the guy that we played the bot game with yeah wait were you in that game i was in one of those bot games oh okay i have no well i think i don't know if that was me no no that was you definitely it was you me and the new guy
1: oh okay splendid (laughs) (laughs) yeah my memory obviously is pretty bad right now it
0: was like three weeks ago or something
1: yeah um so yeah i think he's been distracted by other games um Mm -hmm. but i'm looking forward to you know playing with him sometime um i think it, it could be fun what do you think about the new i don't have you already talked about this like the like bounty rune changes and all that stuff
0: yeah so i think uh, sam jim and greg they like basically covered the patch okay uh, cool overall in their episode but uh, i i still want to give some of my thoughts uh about the the new stuff uh, you're obviously welcome as well you know uh, yeah it's yeah. your show sam
1: it's my show that's right it's
0: my world you're just living exactly in it. yeah yeah we're <laughs> just living it. um cool uh, i guess i'll talk a bit about my week as well uh i've been in fact enjoying the new patch shocker i think this is definitely <laughs> a better patch than the other one uh, it incentivizes like first of all they're like everybody five manning at runes now i think that's so fun like yesterday i had a game with ursi where the enemy team they lost four heroes in the first rune fight and we didn't lose anybody at minute zero yeah, at minute zero, which was pretty insane. We hadn't seen like such a bloodbath, such a one-sided bloodbath yet. But yeah, I, I think it's really fun incentivizing to uh, fight on runes. And I think I'll save the rest of my thoughts for the for the new for the new section. But okay. in terms of what I've been like actually playing and trying out, I've been back on my bullshit and playing Huskar because he's really <laughs> strong this patch. Um, <laughs> I actually checked when I started again. I haven't played Husker for like half a year. Like actually. It was uh, not even deep into last year when I played Husker the last time before this week. So I don't know how that happened. Like I randomly <laughs> decided I want to start playing Husker. Then I like stopped for no reason. And now I start up again. Um is definitely fun. Uh, I'm not sure if they changed something about it, but you know, like with Husker, once you get Armlet, you can solo Roche, right? By like toggling Armlet between hits. Um, <laughs> I-, I remember you dying a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. This. So <laughs> back when I played Husker last year, I, I, I'd say I had, like, a 70% success rate doing that. You, you, do you think that's fair? Yeah. I'm, yeah, so 30% yeah. I would die to Roche. Um, oh,
1: to rosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- and I think you were a little better than that.
0: It was, like, 80%, maybe. Sure, 80%. But right now, I don't know what changed. Maybe they, like, lowered bash chance on Roche or something. But I played, like, more than 15 Haska games on the pal since the patch came out. And I haven't, like, died to Roche once during the Armlet And mm. even on any server, which, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if I gotten better at it or they just changed Roche uh, to, like, not bash as frequently or something. Uh, not sure about that. Um, what I also tried out is uh, CK Carry. Um, he didn't get changed a ton, um, but he has a Cleave Talent now at level 15. And yeah yeah I, I remember that from the man past. that's so nice dude like holy shit playing the hero like his illusions I could, get it too right everybody gets it yeah they get it and i do not know like how i can't conceive of a, like how people played ck before this talent <laughs> thing like i once i had it it feels like i couldn't go back like it, it was so nice having that. that that was a pretty nice game as well because we kind of got stomped in lane um Ursi as well. He played Tinker mid. He uh, he got kind of stomped mid. And we, we caught up really well thanks to that Cleave talent. So yeah, CK feeling really strong. And also something about CK that wasn't changed this patch but a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. But his ulti, right? It used to have like a 140-second cooldown or something crazy like that. Now it's only a 75-second cooldown. Mm. It's insane how often you can use it. Uh, it was very fun. So yeah, this plus the new Cleave talent, I think, makes CK probably one of the scariest carries in this patch. Like he, he's feeling really good playing that hero, I gotta say. Um, cool, and then also I wanna talk about one last thing that happened to me. So you know how my Slug games go, Sam, right? <laughs> Feast or famine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So what I have a pretty good win rate on Slug, but what always happens is that I go like 0-5 in lane. Your lane is always trash. Yeah, my lane on Slug is literally always trash. I always go 0-5. And then somehow through like some Dota magic, I end up winning that game, right? That's (laughs) usually how my Slark games go. Um, So I was playing a game with friend of the show, Uncle Bourbon, two days ago, right? And I, I picked Slark in mid and guess my KDA at minute seven. Five and zero. Exactly. Damn, you're so good. Did you look that up? No, it was a lucky guess. I went the oh, cool. opposite of your normal <laughs> Oh yeah, okay, sure. So I was five and zero in lane. Like I completely stomped my lane. And I said as a joke to Burm, like, yo, you know how my slack games go. This kind of means that we're gonna lose this game oh, as a no. joke, right? I stomped so hard in the lane and I got a couple kills out there. I was like nine and three at some point. We're doing really well. And then we lost the game, Sam. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it was very frustrating stomping that hard and then still losing. Yeah, they had like a life stealer that was 8 and 0, that we really never died, was unkillable. And mm. we had a mid Magnus that got completely obliterated by a mid Pagna. The mid Pagna the had 19 kills and was like 6 loaded by minute 25. So, Oof. yeah, I don't know, rough game. Uh, but I guess the A2K Slark Curse. Uh, it it's lives. still present like it's inverse if i stomp my lane i'm gonna lose the game uh, yeah learning more every day uh, yeah. i oh i have something to mention that i forgot about
1: sure, um sure. undying feels strong they changed his level 10 th- well they changed a bunch of his talents but at level 10 you get um either plus five armor or a pretty big Ooh. cooldown reduction on your tombstone
0: oh that's both really good yeah good so i armor usually goes a long way on him
1: Armor goes a long way. I usually take the Tombstone just because yeah, I mean, just the way similar. that, uh, f- like, pubs usually go is you're just, like, fighting a lot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he, he's he been feeling fun for
0: me. Yeah, I mean, Tombstone is kind of his real ultimate, if you think about it. So, having yeah. that on a, what's it then? 55 second cooldown, if I'm not yeah, mistaken? Something That's like that, yeah, something like that. very
1: competitive. It's nice, yeah. It's, it feels like it's always up, so... Very cool, very
0: cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's been my you week. Know, I've I I, I've obviously, you know, dabbled a bit on Storm Spirit just to see how the patch affected it. Um, his talents got nerfed a bit, but I guess the rune changes really benefit him is what I've what I've gathered so far. Like, he doesn't get to take the health talent anymore, and they also took out the plus 25 overload damage talent at level 10, which, like, I was the only person in the world who took that over the mana region, but I... <laughs> I still firmly believe that talent was really good because Overload is his best spell. Um, but yeah, not so sure about him now. Like he has some weird talents, like minus one point two five seconds Static Remnant cooldown at level twenty. Ah, eh, that's not that good. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm 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 not I'm not really sure how Storms feeling right now. I think you just skip uh, any kind of boots on him now. You just go brown boots because mm. uh, you can reliably take the speed talent now because you don't get health anymore. Uh, yeah, not sure about Storm. Uh, I haven't played, I've mostly been playing Huskar, not Storm, so I'll still need some time to figure this out and see how the patch affected <laughs> them. Uh, Makes sense. Cool. All right, you want to move on? To Let's the move on. Here? Yes.
1: <laughs> to read the future, I need entrails.
0: Going into the news, uh, we're gonna get a bit deeper into our patch thoughts here because obviously you know we weren't there last week but we still want to talk a bit about this patch because it was a Mm -hmm. big patch uh my thoughts about the rune changes i really like it because it incentivizes as i said fighting early which is really fun um i was one of the like toxic mid players who in the last patch even though it was kind of not correct still blocked his lane mostly instead of grabbing the (laughs) jungle bounty rune and Now, not even me, like i, I not even me I, I'm not blocking can I'm not blocking lane anymore. it's just it's not a viable strategy. it's like an unmistaken time for an ice rock These changes like you'll stop blocking, stop blocking <laughs> the mid lane on your mid laner, you know, go go do something useful. so I guess blocking isn't really a thing anymore, but yeah I, I like fighting early, that's cute, uh, obviously it feels bad when you get first blooded, but sometimes you get first blooded, sometimes you are the one who first bloods, so. Mm it evens out i guess uh i gotta say though the tango changes oh i was mad when i saw that. you were mad yeah Mm -hmm. i am like in my party stacks i am notorious for being really whiny about getting my two tangles in lane. like (laughs) it got to the point where i i was actually kind of having fun whining for tangles i mean give me tangles um and now i can't do it anymore it's just gone it feels like a Almost like a core mechanic of playing mid is just removed. Like, getting free regen from your support. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I gotta adjust to this. Like, I still feel weird buying my own tangles every time on mid lane now. But I guess this is poetic justice. Like, you're a support (laughs) player, right? Did you, you, like, miss the tangles you were giving, like, your mid laner every time? A little bit, but
1: not hugely. Um, I'm notorious for bringing a ton of health regen specifically to lane because i think that's I, just
0: called being a high
1: school player <laughs> well it's also being a low skill player who loses I all guess his trades I mean,
0: high school <laughs> players bring a ton of regen as well it's just the thing to do in lane like a lot of the times if you bring more regen you're gonna win the lane yeah yeah
1: yeah um so uh no but to answer your question uh not it's not like two tangos isn't a huge deal usually
0: okay yeah yeah it's a huge deal for me yes no for me it makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. i gotta you know relearn all the like stuff i can buy now because i gotta buy a set of tangos now so yeah very weird maybe they'll change it back um yeah it's it's just a lot to adjust uh, this patch because most of the really big changes were kind of around the mid lane Uh, So as a mid laner, it's a lot to adjust to. Like, the runes especially. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, having two runes on every side, on minute two and minute four. Uh, I I guess I was also notorious about, like, complaining about the rune RNG at minute four. Um, (laughs) Because, yeah, like, sometimes, like, it's fine to have a bit of RNG in the game, right? Like, we have bashes, we have stuff like multicast. uh, It happens so many times during a game that, even within a single game, it averages out. Like, only very rarely will, like, getting lucky bashes or something really affect, like, winning a game or not winning a game, right? But the minute four rune, I can't put a number to this, but it's... Obviously, uh, it's gonna be, like... I'm gonna over overrate this, because I'm a mid-player, but it felt very impactful, like, the other player getting the rune at minute four and me being, like, left empty-handed a lot of times. So... Yeah, it feels nice not having this, like, RNG component in the mid lane anymore. It feels more, I guess, uh, Mm skill-based because it's less RNG. Uh, Also, like, a lot of the heroes that I play like to use a lot of spells on the enemy and especially on the creep wave as well. So I like having more region in the lane. Um, But on the other hand, you know, the enemy, he has more region as well now. So it's harder to go for kills now. Like, I definitely agree that... The mid laner, the mid lane, it got a bit more passive with this patch, but mm. I still think you can g- make good moves. I don't think it's as passive as people make it out to be because especially if you manage, like I've done this a couple of times in Huskar, who's really good at this. Um, especially if you kill people before minute four, uh, you can deny a lot of the moves uh, from mm. them and like really, really destroy the game. Uh, denying them a little region that they would have gotten. Uh But yeah, what do you think about these TP changes, Sam? TP changes? You know, getting a TP after you die every time.
1: Oh, yeah. I love that as a support player who dies. Yeah, it's pretty nice. (laughs) Uh,
0: As a mid player who dies a lot, uh, I also love it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It feels good.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't have... I mean, I'm not, like, trying to feed. I just can't help myself
0: exactly exactly yeah i've been playing a bit of support i've been trying dazzle uh two times this week and he feels really nice have you tried dazzle like the shard is super cool
1: what does the shard do i can't keep track of so the (laughs) shard every
0: every person you (laughs) queue now gets hexed for 1.5 seconds as well oh that seems powerful yeah yeah aoe hex is really nice Uh,
1: aoe hex is no joke yeah
0: yeah um uh, no go ahead to get back to the patch uh, we also had something i want to get into uh necronomicon just being completely removed um (laughs) so what i was going to ask you do you think this is like going to be a long term trend like ice rock picking items and just saying like i'm removing them from the game like we had this with akila and a couple other items obviously
1: i think so i think it's i think he kind of got a taste of it um with the neutral items being like mm, true. you know like okay i'm done with this item uh i think didn't that happen to um what was the upgraded quelling blade called uh
0: it, i think you're referring to poor man's shield right there was poor it man's was a, shield no iron talon is what i was thinking oh of. yeah my bad my bad yeah you're right you're right that, that got removed as well yeah um yeah so
1: <laughs> i think uh yeah, it's no big deal. I, do, do you not feel good about it?
0: I um, I have mixed feelings around it. Like, I agree that Necrobook, it was a bit too strong, especially on heroes. Like, if you're playing against heroes that rely on having good vision or, like, just invisibles, heroes it, it felt a bit too strong. Like... When when people buy Necrobook on pa- on Tusk, maybe that's a sign there's something wrong with the item. Just <laughs> it, went, I know, it went too far. Yeah. yeah, I know it synergizes with his E and that's why people bought it, but still, I don't know. It feels, feels very weird. Uh, like people are buying it on Enigma and stuff, which I think that's fine. Like buying it on Enigma, I don't have anything against that. Like it's not like it's a toxic item, right? Uh, it's not like super unfun to play against unless you're playing Inviscero, uh, at which point it's super cancer. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah this is uh, also a huge buff to invesivs obviously like uh, having a necro is so much easier to use against something like a bounty or wiki because it's like it's basically like a walking gem that you can't lose right like you don't have to buy sentries anymore i mean you should still buy some sentries but you don't have to buy as many sentries uh, you can like they can never kite out of the sentry range and stuff so yeah big buff for invesivs um I do, however, think that people they're sleeping on helm of the Overlord, Sam. Overlord, sorry. I think uh, other Sam pointed this out. Yeah, he did, and I completely agree with him. This item, like, it's a bit more expensive than a Necro Five, but it's not that much more expensive, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's six k. It's six k gold, and Necro Three was five thousand seven hundred gold. So it gives, I'll say, better stats than a Necro Five. Uh, it gives eight armor, eight HP generation, twenty all attributes. Like the creeps you're gonna get with do uh, get with it. Obviously, they're not gonna have. Uh, I'll say they they they'll have worse utility because nothing that an ancient creep or a normal creep offers can replace having two sight. In my opinion, it's just like such an important mechanic in Dota. Like I don't think anything about it. But it's way better at straight up fighting. For sure, like the buffs this Helm of the Overload gives to ancient creeps is kind of nuts. Like, it buffs their movement speed. It sets the health mm-hmm. minimum. Like Chen uses uh, it mm-hmm. gives them twenty five percent, uh, twenty five base attack damage, twelve health region, four mana region, and four armor. And you can have two ancient creeps. So, like, sure you don't have True Sight anymore, but. For straight-up firing, this is just a better Necro. Like, I'm not sure if I'm missing something here, but it just seems so good for heroes who wanted to buy Necro previously.
1: Yeah, so do you think this just replaces it essentially?
0: I don't think it replaces it. Like, heroes who bought Necro for Vision, uh, they they definitely don't get Helm of the Overlord. Um, and also, like, there were some heroes that like to buy a Necro 1 and not upgrade it. And... Helm of the Overlord. It gives you a it, like. You have to invest six k gold to like get something that's equivalent to a necro book, right? So, yeah, I don't think everybody who bought necro previously, especially only the like first level necro, gets some of the Overlord now. But if you are necro three buyer before, you should definitely look into this item, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, just seems seems very good. Um, yeah. anything else I wanted to cover here? Yeah. I do not think so. Like I think the rest they also talked about in the other scene. Uh, I want to talk a bit about pro dota with you, Sam, as well. Uh, have you oh. been watching? Have you been I watching have... any of the pro dota matches this week? You know the DPC no. league started back up. No obscure CS Dota. <laughs> it's,
1: is it obscure? No, it's not obscure anymore. <laughs> no, um, I have not been. Uh, have not really been tuning in. Cool. So, Sam, let me tell you. Tell about me about new it. Dota,
0: the yes. Dog Region. Uh, don't like to call it now, <laughs> after the major. Nah, okay. I mean, I think people they're being a bit too bit too, uh, too bit too rash on like saying EU is a dark region. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh Team Secret last season in the first season of the EU DPC they didn't lose a single series. They were just completely dominant. Like after the season was half over, it was already clear that they were taking first yeah. place. Even they still had a lot of matches to play. Yesterday, they lost their first match in the EU DPC ever against Team Nigma, Mm. And for Team Nigma that was the first official they played with their new guy, ILTW. I'm not sure if you heard about this. So they kicked Weha, which... Oh. She got flamed a lot, in my opinion, unjustly. Um, Mm. But yeah, they replaced Weha with ILTW, who... He's a very like well-known and respected CIS player. He played on OG uh, notably for a while uh, and got kicked. I mean, he didn't play for a while. He played like, I think two months on OG, but mm-hmm. he did very well. I don't think the ish like OG didn't do well with him, but I don't think that was his fault. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, they're looking really good with him because what people were criticizing about like Nickmas' current lineup is mm-hmm. that they have two greedy cores and they need somebody not greedy to, mm kind of just be another strong core and obviously like if you're stomping you can have two very fun cores but if the game's not going that well um, you're like you don't want to have that so yeah. what happened in this game against Secret they were like 7k down pretty early right mm-hmm. and LTW like this was like the prevalent analysis and in this case I gotta say I kind of just agree with the prevalent analysis of like what Enigma was missing because ILTW he was playing a juggernaut and Mm -hmm. his item build like first of all he was getting pressured very hard and he only died one time in the whole match which is very impressive sorry
1: is he the carry player or is he the mid player
0: yeah he's the carry player now they they switched miracle back to mid so he was playing juggernaut and his item build he just went s and y first item without Mm -hmm. like any sort of farming items because uh, he apparently like he knew he just like they just had to fight if they want to have any chance do
1: you usually go um
0: do you usually go like mask of madness what's the i don't know what the problem so is. sometimes you go battle fury but oh, most sure. people who play juggernaut in pro matches they go maelstrom or like mm. some kind of farming item. sometimes it's even mask of madness but mm-hmm. it's very unusual to just go sny <laughs> first item but yeah he did it and he looked really good with it because he won them a lot of those mid-game team fights and they actually did the impossible and they beat Team Secret like in the first game of Abyss of Three, which is like, unheard of almost. Uh, <laughs> and then in the second game, uh, people have been flaming Kuropri's drafting for a while now, but mm. this draft, it was really, really smart. So uh, they, went to, they, they put Nisha on a mid-void uh, spirit and what Kuroki did, he gave Miracle mid Sand King. Oh. Which is like, that was such a, a disastrous lane for the voice. <laughs> My God.
1: That's out of the box thinking. I feel like Sand King mid, haven't seen that in a long time, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. People have been doing it, but in this game, like, the counter pick was so real. Obviously, like, the E from Sand King, what's it called? A caustic Caust- finale. Yeah. My god, it's it's a really good skill on offline. And in a mid-matchup where you kind of can't hang back and ignore creeps and do stuff like pull, uh it just completely ruined their game. And they like Team Secret, they called GG at minute 27. And I just gotta say, I know we like we know after the major that like Team Secret isn't like the best team in the world, like a lot of people thought, but it's still very impressive in my opinion to beat Team Secret uh, in 27 minutes. When you're yeah. like, Lurie just got a new carry player and this is your first official series with them. So, yeah. You know, now that uh, Viking.GG, they get relegated to lower division, sadly. Oh, so no. I guess I gotta get a bit of my old Nygma fanboy, fanboy thing going because, you know, I got a team to root for and this team, it's looking very good, Sam. It's looking good. Cool. Looking spicy. Exactly, exactly. Also, Pro Dota, uh, OG, they got Ana back. Like, they stomped Braim, but most people think Braim is the worst team in the UDPC, so not sure if there's like, anything to go by. We'll have to wait and see how OG performs against some of the like better teams, in my opinion, before we can really like say if this is what they needed. Because like obviously Ana's an exceptional player, but the meta changed a lot from when they won TI.
1: That's true. I think Ana's always the answer, though
0: yeah i mean yeah (laughs) he's like a once in a like once a lifetime player that's for sure yeah just like it's like his part-time job right like (laughs) he just chills like i'm not sure if he's like practicing or anything but like he's just chilling then he like plays for two months before ti just wins it casually and then he like (laughs) goes again that's just a thing i guess you should uh interview him find out what he's up to uh, I don't think he does interviews dude the guy <laughs> the guy's like famous for like not talking to anybody and being kind of a recluse. that's fair,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: cool yeah uh, speaking of not talking to nah that's a terrible segue uh let's just <laughs> move on to hero of the week Sam. which one doing are we Dawn doing Wrecker. We're doing Dawnbreaker. They left it for us last time because they went to. So no. Long. Wow. They did.
1: Okay. Yeah, we cool. get to do Dawnbreaker. We get to do Dawnbreaker. I love
0: that. Okay. You're tougher than that
1: spot. Come along. Feeding. Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys.
0: Hero of the week for this week is surprise, surprise Dawnbreaker. The new hero, uh, Strength. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll we'll start with the base stats. Uh, she has pretty good starting stats, but not, uh, like, stat gains. She has, like, this got nerfed a bunch in the last two micro patches, uh, but it's still very good. Like, 3.6 Strength gain, very good. 2.4 Agility gain, really, really good, especially for Strength hero. And then 2.2 uh, Intelligence gain, which is also very good for Strength hero, especially. So like best one of like maybe not the best but definitely like one of the best stat gains in the game overall cumulative in my opinion um melee hero obviously strength uh one of the few female strength heroes in the game uh, which her i actually and, like her and legion hmm yeah her yeah. and legion commander exactly There's like not a lot of female like sna- uh, obviously snap fire as well these days but there's not a lot of female strength heroes which i think there should be more female strength heroes you know get some equality going uh yeah come on cool all right let's start with her queue. <laughs> her cue is wait we have to start with the lore don't we end with the lore usually no all right let's it's start with the lore. sam give first. me the lore. okay so
1: i guess you need to know keeper of the lights lore I, to which to. I, I don't know about. Do you know about Keeper? Yeah, more? so
0: Keeper, he's one of the, like, four fundamental... Like, he's a being that represents one of the four fundamental, un, like, universal mm-hmm. forces. So Io is the strong force, I believe. Enigma is gravity. Keeper is... No, wait, maybe Io is weak for I'm not sure. So there's four forces. It's CK, Coddle io and enigma and io and enigma are in rivalry and ck and coddle are in rivalry like ck's mm. law basically is that he's running like he's hunting down coddle because he wants to kill him mm. so yeah they represent like the fundamental forces i know obviously enigma he represents gravity i'm not quite sure what the other three represent, sadly
1: <laughs> that's okay um let me look here. Give her light. So he, yeah, he. I guess so. I guess Keeper escaped from the fundamental plane. Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know. It doesn't really say. <laughs> um. It just says that he's like full of light. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: light force. Something. 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 Keeper force.
1: Yeah um it's weird it, it doesn't tell like what yeah like what force is he like he created the suns but it doesn't like do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah
0: it, it's not specifically mentioned in his law i'm sure uh, let's just start with the like dawnbreaker law and i'll look it up
1: okay so anyway so um in the aeons after keeper's exodus birthed the age of light um some among the first sun's lineage began to align against the chaos in their ancestors maker. So basically, uh, she is like the, uh, the next leader
0: after Coddle. Ah, very cool. Okay. Just to interject here. All right. I got here. Enigma, he's gravity. Keep of the light. He is the fundamental of light, the creator of ancient suns. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Chaos Knight, the dark force, and mm. Io is the fundamental of negative and positive change- charges. So, I guess like electrons and protons. Oh, okay. So, yeah, basically,
1: uh, basically Dawnbreaker. Yeah, Dawnbreaker is uh, just like the most prized warrior. Um, they call themselves the Children of the Light, the people who follow, you know, after Cottle. Um You know, she was molded from a star, <laughs> whatever. Pretty pretty uh you know, basic stuff
0: there. So that's her lore. So yeah, she's like a child of Cole basically is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. That's cool. Um mm-hmm. I know Cole is known for kind of being a pervert in a lot of his responses. Yes. He's
1: like an old Zeus. Like <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. Just like, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, anyway, let's start with her skills, finally. Um, her Q, definitely like her most notorious spell, Starbreaker. Uh, Dawnbreaker whirls her hammer around three times, uh, damaging enemies with her attack plus bonus damage. Um, and on the final strike, she smashes her hammer down, stunning and damaging enemies in front of her. So she basically, like, she takes her hammer, she does one whirl, then she does mm-hmm. another whirl, and then she smashes. On the initial two world, she gets fifty five bonus damage, and on the smash, uh, she does one hundred fifteen bonus damage, pretty substantial. And on the stun, she also uh, stuns for one point four seconds at level four. Um, notable about notable, sorry about this. <laughs> it only costs eighty mana at all levels, so. This is extremely spammable in lane, and it has a 17-second cooldown going down to 11 seconds. So yeah, very spammable in lane. Um, I guess, uh, like, it does physical damage, uh, and it says it pierces spell immunity, but I tested this earlier today, and not every aspect of the spell pierces spell immunity. So the damage aspect from the two swings and the smash... They are physical damage, so obviously they do pierce spell immunity, but her stun, it doesn't pierce spell immunity. So if she does this on somebody's spell immune, she can still do damage, but she won't uh, stun somebody. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, this works, like, in an AoE, so you can, like, get big, like, AoE ravages going with this, basically. Um, and I guess, notable also, she once she casts this ability, she steps forward slightly. So... Mm -hmm. it's actually easier to dodge than most people realize. Like, you shouldn't try to dodge this to the side or especially not in front. Like, if she does this on you, worst thing you can do is, like, run away from her directly. Next best thing you can do is you, like, walk to the sides. But the absolute best thing you can do is you just walk straight into her. Like, I was playing Husker against the Starbreaker, and... Against Starbreaker mid, she literally never stunned me because I just mm. always when she casts it, I walk towards her. If you walk towards the like Dawnbreaker while she does this, I can promise you guys, you will never get stunned in your life by this ability. Um, yeah, uh, don't don't get baited. Basically, uh, <laughs> her next ability, Celestial Hammer. Uh, Dawnbreaker hurls a weapon at the target, damaging enemies struck along the way. The hammer pauses for two seconds at the destination before flying back to her, leaving a trail of fire that slows enemies. Dombraker can recall the hammer at any time, pulling her towards uh, towards it, so they meet in the middle. So she throws this hammer out, and sh- the hammer leaves a fire trail. It's basically the same thing as the Mars spear shard. Um, mm. It's a little trail. Um, burn DPS goes from 20 to 50, which is substantial. The hammer does 60, scaling up to 150 on impact and the cast range goes from 1k to 1.3k. So this is a very versatile ability because you can use it either for farming and pushing out lanes because of the burn DPS, obviously, but you can also use it for initiation or escape uh, if you use the second part of this ability, but you shouldn't always do that, obviously. Um, She gets a talent for this later that makes this like insane range, but we'll get into her talents later. It does magical damage, nothing that it does Pierce's spell immunity also. I've seen like people max this in a mid lane. Just because the like burn DPS is so nice and you need some mobility. Um, Oh yeah, by the way, the fire trail it also slows by 35%. So there's few things that this ability doesn't do. Uh, It's super versatile, you can spam it, it's on a 12-second cooldown on the final level. And also notably, um, pretty low mana cost. 110 it's not that high, especially considering you have a passive anyway and your Q costs like no mana. So these two abilities, she can just pump out constantly, uh, especially if you get like a soul ring or something, or maybe mana boots, or your support is carrying a ring of Basilius or something similar. Um, Mm -hmm. Her passive, uh, it's pretty straightforward. So every fourth attack, uh, Dawnbreaker will heal 60% of the damage taken at 30, scaling up to 60%. And she will get a critical strike, 120 at level 1, and 180 at level 4. And if you're doing this on heroes, you're going to heal 60%. Uh, and if you do this on creeps, you're only going to heal 30% at level 4. Notable, though, is that 35% of the healing that you do also applies to allies. So... What this means basically, like, the ally heal, when you're hitting creeps, it's very negligible. Like, it's almost not noticeable. But when you're healing heroes and you're doing a lot of damage, uh, it's actually substantial, the amount of healing you can put out just by, like, right-clicking people in a team mm-hmm. fight. Uh, because obviously, like, the hit you do, it's always going to be a crit as well. So you're multiplying that. Uh, yeah, pretty nice. I don't think you max this at all. I think it's probably the last ability that you max. but. It's a nice value point, for sure. Like, you you only get 120% crit if you put a value point into this, but you're still going to get 30% healing from heroes, which, in my opinion, justifies the point, at least. But I can also, like, see some builds where you don't level this at all until some of your other spells have a lot of points in them. Makes sense. Yeah, and apparently, I guess a notable tidbit, people were saying that this is straight ripped from a horn character, which... I'm not sure if, like, this is not, like, an original idea, right? Like, we have this <laughs> on Monkey King already. We have a similar <laughs> ability on Slada. Like, I'm not sure if you can call it Rip from Horn if we already have two of those in, in Dota. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, Pierce's Spell immunity, obviously, like, it, it's not, like, there's no magic here. Uh, it's all physical damage, basically. Um, cool. Let's get to our ultimate. Uh, it's called Solar Guardian. Uh, Dawnbreaker creates a pulsing effect at a location within 350 units, uh, so you, she can use this globally, notably. Um, so she creates a 500 radius, and after delay of... I'm not sure what the delay is. I think it's like one or two seconds. She, So during this delay, she creates pulses that damage enemies and heal allies. Uh, the damage is 30, scaling up to 70, and the heal is 45, scaling up to 95. and when the two seconds are over she basically teleports there and while landing she does 130 scaling up to 190 damage and also stunts for two seconds so you can think she- about this as like i guess a uh, more team focused haunt which is also a bit better in team fights, i guess
1: i think of it as a like a
0: warlock golem Hmm. Yeah, you can think about it that way. It's, like, similar to the initial thing that the Warlock Golem does. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you don't get a Golem, obviously, but... But you get a Dawnbreaker. True, you do get a Dawnbreaker, which is definitely better than a Golem. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, this ability, uh, this is a lot of the times where people like to play as offlaner because you want to, like, always be in fights uh, as an offlaner. And this basically ensures that no matter where the action is you can always be there it has a very long cooldown 120 seconds uh, scaling down to 100 which is still pretty long at level 18 but at level 20 uh, at level 15 sorry you at least get a talent uh, that gives you minus 20 seconds solar guardian cooldown and there's a 20 damage talent competing with this even if you're going a hardcore right clicker build uh, you should go the 20 second solar guardian cooldown because at the end of the day, it's a really strong spell, uh, giving a core hero global presence, uh, which is very yeah. powerful, obviously. Um, yeah, very nice skill. And oh, I guess we should mention also that you can only do this within 500 units of uh, allied hero. So you can't do this like anywhere there, are, basically. But it's not impossible to dodge, but it's definitely hard to dodge uh, if, if she plays that well, because it's a pretty big AOE, obviously.
1: There's, is there, um you see while she's channeling, like you see where she's going to land, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay. So, yeah, you, you can see that and dodge it sometimes, yeah. but not always, you know, if you're stunned, obviously. Uh, that's a low combo potential with this. Uh, definitely her most fun and original ability, though. Uh, like, mm. we have something similar to Luminosity in the game already. We have, I guess, Starbreaker, like, it's a different AOE, but... Its mechanics are very similar to Swashbuckle in that it procs most like Orb, like previously Orb attacks, so it procs Diffusal or, you know, something like Basher even, or Desolator or Skadi, which people really like to buy on her. But notably, in opposition to Swashbuckle, it can also proc Crit, with sw- which Swashbuckle can't. So. I don't think there's a single, like, attack effect that this thing can't proc, which makes it, like, obviously scale very well into the late game. Uh, Cool, cool, cool. And I think we should also get into these talents, because especially at 20, there's some really good talents here. So at level 10, you choose between 20 movement speed and 8 strength. I think most people go the strength here, because strength is nice, your strength here, you want to become even more tanky. At level 15, you can choose between 20 second Guardian cooldown and Solar Guardian cooldown and 20 damage. Uh, I think you take the Guardian cooldown no matter what, uh, even if you're going a carry build, because that ability is so strong, and having it on a lower cooldown at level 15 uh, makes your global map presence a lot better. Uh, Yeah, then at 20, you can choose between 40% Luminosity crit and two Starbreaker charges. I also don't think there's really a choice between these talents, because the two Starbreaker charges, like, Starbreaker is your, like, core hero-defining ability and what makes you scale really well into the late game, so having two charges on that, I don't think there's a single instance where you like the luminosity crit, no matter, like, what position you're playing or what build you're doing, because you always want to have, like, double the amount of Starbreaker charges that you can use. Uh, yeah, then level twenty-five, one point one K Celestial Hammer cast range or two hundred solar guardian range. I think this is a toss up. Wait, uh, what can you repeat the this. um sorry. Can you repeat the second option there? Uh two hundred solar guardian radius. So you have mm, it on a I bigger see. radius. Which is certainly useful because you know it it heals and it stuns in a bigger AoE, obviously, and it does the damage in a bigger AoE, but The range on the Celestial Hammer offers a lot of AOE, and it kind of means that maybe late game, if you cancel an enemy, maybe you can sell your Blink or something. I'm not sure if you actually want to do that, but it would open it up, because you can, like, you'll have Celestial Hammer at a 2,400 range, which means you can travel (laughs) 1,200 range, which is, like, more than a Blink danger anyway, so... Yeah, that's Stormbreaker. Fun hero. She got nerfed a lot after release. I'm expecting to still see some minor nerfs, but I think even especially after this latest round of nerfs, she seems pretty balanced to me. I don't think this is like... Even at the start, like she was certainly overtuned, but I don't think she was like as broken as something like a Monkey King or something was at release. Like can She was decently balanced.
1: Can you talk about why you would build Blink Dagger on her?
0: Uh, Because it's kind of hard to get on top of people, because on one hand you want uh, to use Celestial Hammer to uh, disengage sometimes, so if you engage with it you're kind of committed overall. And also, you—it's nice to have Dawnbreaker and Blink basically. because UQ, for example, it's—it's it's not like Swashbuckle, where it like slashes very fast away. Like she—it's basically like it only works in melee range. Like if you can hit a people, somebody you can hit them with star, uh, Starbreaker. But yeah, to like get close to people to do that, all that good stuff, you want you want to Blink, especially because uh, you also you don't want to use your Solar Guardian every time you try to make a move on an enemy hero because uh, it's a long cooldown and that's kind of wasteful. So Blink there, it's kind of a, makes her a bit more low middle and, you know, enhances her initiation cap- capabilities beyond Soda Guardian. Uh, yeah, I feel
1: like yeah. she, I feel like ideally what she wants is like um, either to like help gank with her ult, like around her ult, or mm-hmm. to like counter initiate with her ult.
0: Yeah, exactly. She wants to help gank or counter gank or use it in fights. one of the three. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really want to use it to just, uh, like, get on top of the hero in a singular engagement.
1: Yeah, uh, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, <coughs> build-wise, uh, on the hero, you go phase, I'm pretty sure. You're a strength hero with low armor, especially after they took a bit of armor away from her. Uh, I've never seen people build threats on her, and... After that, you're pretty free. If you're a mid or something, people really like to go Desolator because it scales so well with your Starbreaker, obviously. Um, but I've also seen people build uh, S and Y a mm-hmm. lot on her, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also Assault Kuras, which also like works really well on her. Like just stuff that either gives you attack speed or armor, or ideally both. In the case of uh, Assault Kuras, and then also enhances your damage capabilities. But yeah. Um, Decently straightforward hero, very fun to play. Uh, I think she'll be a cool addition. I'm curious to see how she's utilized uh, when she's added into captain's mode. Which is going to be a while, I think. Uh, but yeah. Uh, interested to see what they do with her. Also, obviously, she's still missing her Aghanim Scepter and Aghanim mm. Shard, so. I'm um, Like, this is what I find I kinda kinda find weird about the Starbreaker charges, right? That seems like. Maybe with minor buffs, but it seems like something that an Agnem scepter would add. So, I'm not sure what's even like left to add with the <coughs> Starbreaker charges. Like, I don't think they'll add like charges to her hammer or something. So, maybe she gets like a fifth ability. Uh, yeah, curious to see honestly. Because mm-hmm. like Hoodwing, that was like some random stuff they added to her. <laughs> yeah. With the scepter and the shot, like boomerang and some shit. Yeah, that yeah. That's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Alright, do you wanna move on? Do yeah. you know, noobs let's do it. I do I do. Alright, let's do it. He does want to. Right?
1: <laughs> Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is always prepare for war.
0: First question by Dora Le Destroyer. Have you ever denied a teammate? Was it intentional?
1: i have yeah it and it was intentional yep yes to both parts um i th- i believe it i typically do it when uh when uh my here my sorry my, my ally is affected by like a Venomancer ultimate slash you know poison yeah, yeah. sting um it's pretty easy to time it you know the ticks are spaced out pretty far and you usually have a pretty good sense of like okay yep they're going to die (laughs) yeah exactly um i can't really think of any other times i've been able to pull it off though how about you uh
0: yeah i mean obviously like i sometimes get to deny people even i choke it more often than not to be honest because you don't think about it in the heat of the moment but i've denied my fair share of teammates something that i also like like i only do this when i'm winning anyway and like i'm in party with the people, but. If somebody gets ultied uh, by Winter Wyvern, right? And I'm like big hearted hitting carry uh, and I want to troll my teammate. I just, you know, walk in there and we're like, oops, no, I guess I got to hit you for four seconds. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a creative way to deny your teammates, I guess. Uh, sure. Cool. Next <laughs> question by Sterling7, a friend of the show, fellow host. Do you like micro heroes and why or why not?
1: Yeah, so for, for me, I don't. Um, I just have a hard time. I'm not, I wasn't like a Starcraft player or anything like that. Mm, Um, so it doesn't come super naturally to me. And I feel like the game is already, you know, it's a, it's a complicated game. So, uh, usually I usually just struggle even like using all my abilities, you know, using all my
0: items, that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy like playing i i won't call them heroes, i call them like micro light heroes i think it's cool to play something like elder titan or lone druid where you have only two units that you need to control at any time uh and you can like play around with multiple units but it's not actually that hard like playing meep would be uh, those are my type of uh, micro heroes but i haven't ventured beyond like two units yet unfortunately
1: i think um I think Lone Druid is like a really interesting hero that I
0: wish I could play. <laughs> uh, you should try honestly. Like he's a he's a micro hero with like training wheels basically. I have like, tried in
1: um you know in like some bot games and stuff, but it's still I don't know, it just doesn't doesn't work super well for me. Yeah, he
0: gets changed a lot, so it's hard to like keep up with all his mechanics.
1: That is true. Yeah, I feel like they haven't settled on a good, you know,
0: where they want him they, to be, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next question by Uncle Bourbon. Can you record later? I want teammates to play daughter. We'll play later, uh, <laughs> Patience, patience. Uh, next question by Beef Bomber. How would you change techies to stop ruining my games, whether on my team or against? Mm. Hmm.
1: Um, you know, uh, this might be a hot take. I, I don't think um at least playing against techies i don't think he's a game runner and the yeah. reason i say that is because like the charges feel balanced um you know it's certainly annoying to have to make sure that you're have like a century every you know when you're pushing and stuff like that but it feels reasonable to me
0: yeah uh, the heroes. It's not that toxic as it used to be. Like back when uh, remote mines, the red ones, were just invis as well and there was no counterplay against them. That was like the really toxic techie phase. But, you know, nowadays only the only the ulti mines are really like hard to play against and the remote mines, they give you a decent amount of counterplay options. Yeah, I think so. And I think
1: if... It is frustrating when you're playing uh, techies who's on your team who is very passive. That that is frustrating. Um but sometimes it's like really fun to play with the techies who's just like, you know, True, yeah. suicide I bombing mean, and stuff. I, I, don't
0: know. I talked about this. I just said the mid techies game that won like sixty minutes. We were having a great time during that game. We not lose. Like even if we would lost that game, I think everybody had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um Exactly. So
1: I don't know. And I don't know how to change I, I don't know if I would really change much, honestly. Um maybe just to tweak the numbers so that folks are incentivized to go, like,
0: battle techies <laughs>
1: more frequently? Yeah. Maybe I, that would techies,
0: help. Battle techies, I feel like it's really good this, uh, these days because the eggs, uh, I'm not sure when I, when they changed this, but including to buffing remote mines and giving you the, like, invisible, like, true side nullification on minefield side, it also increases your cast range on the stasis trap and proximity mines. So, you like, especially with an Aetherlands, Battle techies, uh, you don't even have to go in that far to place your minds, and it offers pretty good utility in team fights. I feel like. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you. Nice. Uh, next question by Mister Fancy Pants. Now that the patch is settled and the new meta is coming together, what does it seem like Valve's goals with this patch are? How do the map changes, jungle trees near towers, impact different heroes or playstyles? What does the massive global nerf to movement speed and cast range mean for the fundamentals of how Dota gets played? Do you want to go first on this one or should I?
1: Um, I mean, I think we mostly, I don't think we have to spend a ton of time on this. I think we've touched a bit on yeah. this. Um, you know, fighting at minute zero for the runes and stuff, that's obviously something they wanted. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we've covered this.
0: Yeah, I think you, like, overall to just, like, give a big bigger scope picture i guess i think especially the cast range nervous uh want to incentivize brawling more uh in combination obviously with the like early moon spawns and stuff like that yeah definitely yeah just like early aggression should be more incentivized with this patch i guess um pork Chwop? is that how we pronounce it i uh, guess your p- position five support and <laughs> it's too dangerous for your team to cross the river your cores are clearing the jungle quickly so there's nothing to stack Plenty of defensive vision on your own side of the map. What the heck are you supposed to be doing now? I actually, not when playing support, but I oftentimes kind of, I, I get what he's saying here because a lot of the times in the late game when you don't, when you don't have as much map control as you need for like everybody to farm comfortably, uh, and you have heroes that like it, like I had this recently where I had an offlaner who built greedy farming items and I was mid and we had a carry so. After 30 seconds, all our camps on our side were farmed, and we weren't ahead enough to like really comfortably farm the enemy's camps. Uh, So it's definitely a weird feeling just standing around, but what you definitely shouldn't do is make that force you to like do bad moves and walk into the enemy part of the map when you shouldn't. Uh, Sometimes, uh, you just gotta take it and do nothing. I know, you know, with Dota players, we think we always have to be very, very efficient, but you see good player uh, carry players do this, actually. Um, when they know they're getting ganked, they're just going to sit under the tower doing literally nothing. They're not going to farm jungle camps or go to lane because taking like 30 seconds or a minute of not doing anything and being kind of inefficient is still vastly superior than making a bad move and dying for it.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. You don't want to be forced into something. I think it it can be if you do want to do something though I think it's like a good opportunity to try to smoke even if that's just to like go place a ward you know um yeah yeah, I don't know I think that's right though what
0: she said yeah I mean I agree sometimes you can smoke to play the ward but I'm I'm prone to this doing this as a support player like this is one of the things I need to change about my support players like I'll use up the smokes way too quickly. Honestly. Uh, like, I uh, use smokes for the most like pointless things. Uh, yeah, which I feel like I have to avoid. Uh, next question by Rex Cow: Which hero is likely to be the best skateboarder? Do any pros skate? I'm not aware if, of like any pro players skating, unfortunately. But in terms of which hero would be good skateboarder? I mean, we have one obvious example, which is Earthspirit. That's so he where... He has a taunt yeah. where he uses mm-hmm. a staff, like a skateboard.
1: Or like a um, surfboard, yeah. Yeah, true. So,
0: Earth Spirit would be... I mean, he's also, like, a cool guy, obviously. Like, he's rolling around and shit. You gotta have good balance to, like, uh, not puke after rolling and rolling boulder, I assume. So, I think he'd be a good skateboarder.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, that was where my mind went as well, so... I don't have do a better know, one, really.
0: Do you know who wouldn't be a good skateboarder? Uh, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question by Luther. I already talked a little about this in the Fourth Spirit Discord, but I wanted you all to take on it. 3 CK, 4 when going a Hammer, Warcry, Stunner build. I didn't really flesh out the CK half, as I don't play him, but my Sven idea was as follows. Items are Basi, Wind, Mana Boots, Solar or Blink, if it's better. Shard into Blink. Man, that's a lot of items. Uh, Solar, <laughs> Shard, Blink. Skill build is Max, Hammer, then Warcry. Basically, don't take leave unless you have to. Warcry, with and Lifetern, blah blah, blah. Okay. Um So basically, what's our take on 4 Sven? I think I'll leave CK out of this, because I think Especially with this new cleave talent, uh, he's heavily incentivized to play one and not three. Mm. Uh, But in terms of force win, I I could see it working because it, like Sven, he's a hero with very good base stats, which ideally you want as a four to brawl. Uh, I think he's still probably better played as a one, but I can definitely see it working. However, I think like the ideal time for this was probably when Sven, like, being doing the Superman thing with his uh, <laughs> with his Q was a talent. Instead of requiring you to like buy eggs and stuff. That's probably true. Um, Wait, never never mind. This one the eggs. Sorry, I I meant uh, when you still had the cooldown talent on that one, so mm. you can play around your Q more. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I I it can probably still be good. But if you're doing a melee three, uh pairing him up with another melee offlaner uh, could lead to some bad lane matchup so I think ideally maybe you want to pair this like with a ranged offlaner so maybe a ring one or, th- or something
1: well I guess it sort of depends because uh, it looks like it de- uh, you know depending on the matchup it kind of looks like it's a kill lane right
0: true yeah a lot of stunts a lot of brawling
1: yeah so it could work um as long as the enemy team doesn't have like a bunch of kiders, i guess right that's yeah. like what... or just
0: heroes who don't die to you right like yeah if you would lane this against something like a tb ogre i think you would lose pretty badly uh yes mm-hmm or just somebody who's better at fighting with you. Like, if you lane this against a Monkey King Ogre or something, that could also end very badly. So yeah. potential to lose your lane, I think, is definitely there with this force yeah. But, I mean, sure. I've seen it done. I've definitely lost to it already. So I don't think it's, like, particularly bad, honestly.
1: No, it sounds... Uh, I mean, it sounds, sh- like, strong. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it with the question. Uh, thank you, everybody, Wait, for wait, wait.
1: Uh, um... Is oh, another right. that another question that I missed? You're right, you're right. Nope, nope. That was good. just
0: the second part of the other question, right? Yeah, that yeah. Looked at. Okay, okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Sam, for being here, uh, recording the podcast with us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.